When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Federated just wants to say thanks to all local businesses in and around the state of Minnesota. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit FederatedInsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. At Federated, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. What you got for us today, Patrick Roycey? Well, you and I should probably pay a little tribute to uh, the great McEnroe since we uh, yeah. both worked with him. Paul McEnroe uh, died last week. Long battle with cancer. Every time he ran into him, he was uh, trying to be optimistic, but uh, he died. He was uh, he was an interesting character, to say the least. Uh, he ended up uh, at the Star Tribune, at least. I don't know. I think he had the same thing downstairs. He had his own room here, and channel, you know, in yep. all the and you weren't you you know that the Star Tribune. Remember, they'd have newspapers on the on the yes, glass, the so you could look in to see <laughs> yep. what they were investigating yep. or, uh, you know, just, just the guys working with just the men and women working with them could get in there. Old time investigative reporter, great character, uh, always wired up. And, uh, apparently the memorial service will take place once, uh, this, uh, the, the guess is there's going to be a memorial service. that will take place after the, all the, yeah, restrictions are lifted right. and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of people right now that uh, are uh, are waiting to have funerals, and uh, and Paul will be one of them. But uh, I did get a – I tweeted it out, but I'll mention it. I did get a tweet from Lee, Lee Montville, you know, the great sports columnist at the Boston Globe, then long time at Sports Illustrated. They hired him away. And I think the first Gulf War it was – when we were all really fired up for it, you know, the first one, uh, the SI send him to Riyadh to fly into Riyadh and then go to be with the troops for three days to watch the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. But he was told, take full precautions. Don't do anything silly. Just watch the ball game, the build up, talk to the, you know, find some guys in the participating teams, fans, watch the game with the troops, come home. That's it. Simple okay. as it gets. Don't take any chances. Yep. He runs into McEnroe, who's there with the Richard Senate, probably, from doing the same thing. Half hour later, he's up on the roof, 
looking for Scud missiles that are being shot at the building <laughs> with McEnroe. He says, he said, McEnroe is a guy who you would follow into trouble. He said, he would and I'm follow, not surprised that Matt took follow, him up there. Follow him into trouble. He said, because uh, uh, he responded to, uh, you know, my tweets of, uh, of Paul Dion and stuff like that. And I was surprised to, to learn that Mottville, who is my all-time favorite sports columnist mm-hmm. of the modern era, at least, not going back to Red Smith and those guys, uh, I was surprised that uh, he, uh, you know, he, he would have known McEnroe and in this humorous fashion. So, uh, so they were being actually he he had him on the roof that the the missiles were supposed to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he said this. We were looking for the scud missiles that were being shot at our very roof. He said. But besides that, no danger at <laughs> no, all. No, no. He was following the directions of SI closely. Thanks to McEnroe. That's. Uh, he was assured. The other one I've told about him is uh, I was 88. I'm doing a 10-year anniversary piece on Bostock's death, murder. And I find out the guy that killed him, you know, he ended up walking on temporary insanity. He served like three months in an, inst- you know, rehab facility, mental health place. And he got out, you know, Leonard Smith, I believe was his name. Yep. And I found out this is, you know, no Internet uh, back then, obviously. This is, uh, I found out he had a used, a small used car lot, apparently about three blocks from where the murder took place. So I could not find out a name of the place. You know, I could not, I mean, I made a bunch of calls and I talked to Lyman's relatives who still lived in Gary, the guy, the uncle was with him. I talked to him and they didn't know. Uh, you know, they had not monitored what happened to this guy. And then I called the cop shop in the precinct, the, a couple of precincts near there. I called there and I said, hey, I'm, you know, trying to do this piece. And they said, well, the guy was, says, we don't, you know, we don't monitor him that closely because, you know, he was, he was acquitted. He was, uh, right. and the cop was, you know, he wasn't, he was dismissive, you know. And I said, yeah, I can't get him. And he, McEnroe says, let me try. Five minutes later, he's got the phone number for the, he calls the cop and gives him the McEnroe schmooze. And five minutes later, I got the number. I leave it on his answer, you know, I leave two, three messages on Leonard's answering machine, not with a lot of hope that he was going to call me back, but, uh, right. but he got the, the point is that. He went into the McEnroe schmooze and had the number in five minutes. It was phenomenal, that, man. That I've been trying to get for two days. I know? saw it a few times. I couldn't even get the name of the place. It know? was unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. He could he could work a source like nobody's yes. business. Yes, yeah, he could. And uh, and so I think it was Suits who said he was the guy. If you were a bureaucrat or a politician, or he was the guy you didn't want to see walking through the door. Amen. Because <laughs> he wasn't there to congratulate. No, you. he was not. <laughs> he was there to ask some questions. But uh, a great reporter, great guy. Uh, Tony Kennedy wrote a hell of an obit on him, and Tony and he worked together for years. So I'm sure that was an emotional uh, thing for uh-huh. Tony to. Uh, yeah, because it, it was it was gorgeous. Him and Tony at one point, and him and Chris Eisen before that, right? Yes, Eisen yeah, went with Eisen, Paul for a, and then Eisen a while. Went, and then Eisen go to? Did he go to St. Thomas? Where did he go? Eisen's uh, team university. He's teaching yeah. at the U. Right? Yeah, he's a professor, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Eisen went there, but yeah, Paul's been was fighting the cancer for three, four years, uh, and his wife. Uh, the, the let's let's 
the latest wife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he was. Yeah, he was married a few. He times. did. He had a few. I think he had four, but uh, three for sure. I know his wife Kate, who was married to Mike Freeman, and they got their own problems now. But uh, uh, very well, she used to work at the St. Paul paper and the Minneapolis paper. Kate McCarthy, but uh, uh, and they got a beautiful, gorgeous daughter. Her and her and Paul and uh, and uh, but. Uh, yeah, he's uh, this wife he met at uh, Montreal at a journalism convention. Okay. And, uh, you know, fell in madly in love, and uh, she's really a good, neat gal. I met her a couple of times. And I didn't realize he had two brothers who uh, had a chromosome disorder. No, that's a lie. I read, didn't know uh, that. I read the obit. Yeah. And he basically was their caretaker, two yep. younger brothers. Twins, did it say? No, no, they're just two younger brothers. Yep. But. I saw that the wife has now become the the make make the decisions on you know, the caretaker. You talk so. about a bulldog, though, man. That's yeah. an old school reporter <laughs> yes. bulldog. Yeah, yeah, and the, and then most important, he knew where to find records, and he could get people to talk to. Him. Yes, that's uh, which, that, which that's is by this, the way a gift. Oh yeah, and it's a declining gift that uh, that uh, well, he decided the uh, that one uh, gubernatorial race when he. Uh, Came up with a story about the pool party with what was that guy's name? The uh, the the hardcore Republican yeah. family values who guy was having had, uh, parties in the swimming pool. Had, had one uh, at least uh, one party with uh, younger type women uh, in the in the pool, and uh, that that changed things uh, rather dramatically. Yeah, Star Tribune had some stuff back in the mm-hmm. day that uh, broke some ground as far as people were concerned. Some of the uh, some of the young reporters who I don't even know have done a pretty good job on this whole thing. Although uh, we might have underplayed the uh, Jacob Fry getting thrown out of the uh, thrown out of the uh, protest uh, uh, when he wouldn't when little. he wouldn't agree with disbanding the police department. Yeah, and yes. now the city council is bound and determined to disband. Uh, you know what, Judd? I, I mentioned this to Reavers, but I was driving through downtown Minneapolis today, and on the way over here. And there has to be at least eight big condo buildings going up down there. Oh yeah. Wonder. Uh, I wonder if the profit margin for those is going to be as high as they thought, or if some of them are not even going to be completed. Pat, I live in the North Loop on right on First Street. They're right by the Fed, and there's a new building that pops up every single summer. I mean, yes. the, uh, the whole street now is being is is negated because there's construction on both sides. Yeah. And uh, these are not small no. buildings they're building either. But I got a hunch that uh, if you announce that there's no police downtown Minneapolis, that might uh, cut sales a little bit. Oh, I would imagine so. Yeah. And we, you can't call 911. You got to call Lisa Bender. That might. Uh, that, is Lisa going to put her home no. number in the paper so we can call? Call so Declan. People, Just call so Declan. Declan. He'll, he'll be the yeah, my, my neighborhood watch will, guy. Yeah, yeah. Declan, I was down there yesterday. The bride and I stopped for okay. a parlor burger at the oh, borough. You know, I actually, I almost booked a reservation until I realized no, it was, it was a, n- nice. It was, yeah, they, the, they put tables out along the street. That's a it was great good. spot. The burger there is to die for. Yes, and uh, literally, that's uh, yes, it is. It and, is. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, the bride and I uh, might have uh, up up the average age group by about forty five years. So, good for uh, you, at least. Good for you guys. A lot of. Uh, I'm glad to see that that you're getting along good enough to go out. A lot of people in their mid twenties, young ladies in their mid twenties, who probably have missed their gym, miss not being able to be at the gym on a daily basis. 
Is that are you not saying? That it's, are, are you not, saying it's showing? Show? Not that it. No, no. <laughs> That's I'm just saying. I'm just saying they probably figured out something, but they really enjoy going to the gym. Is what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Okay, all right. I thought you were uh, mm-hmm. commenting on the shape of things. No, or the no, lack no, of shape no, of things. I didn't, uh, such as such I, as us. I with the fifteen, I the pandemic uh, fifteen I've gained. I don't even know what it is. You don't, don't want to uh, know. No, throw your scales away. Mm-hmm. But I did down in Florida this year for spring training. I. Uh, not knowing the pandemic was on the way, and I my my old belt, which I loved, was like coming apart. So I needed I needed to go get a new belt. Wish I'd upped her by about a couple of inches. <laughs> I got the new belt on, but it isn't easy for breathing. It isn't easy you know for what? breathing. The pants aren't going to fall off though. That, that's a great idea. A pandemic special on belts now. <laughs> yes, right. That's true. Come on in. Y'all need new belts. Come on in. Buy two pair of pants. We'll throw in the belt. Throw in the pandemic belt, <laughs> which right. could go around the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it is uh, hell of an idea. Astounding. It is it is astounding. So baseball, we're we're hardcore negotiating now. We're trying yeah, to get something it's done. Been going back and forth all day again. With but at least Rosenthal because we hadn't heard anything. Passing. We didn't even know if they were talking. Well, they're talking, I guess. Or they're, well, if you got they're talking it up reporters, to, Pat. If you got it up to 75%, uh, the players might get her to 80, but they're not going to get it to 100. I suppose the clause on the the uh, pandemic, whether you're going to – what do they want people to I, – I suppose they want to give them health care, but they don't want to be sued is what the, right. the disclaimer that they – and I don't blame them for that. I mean, you can't. But you can't go out there and play the game and then get sick and tell them I'm going to sue so you. Can, so I it, can take care of your health care. So it know? sounds like Manfred can mandate basically force them back to work at 48 to 50 games as well. It's, yeah. It sounds like you could make the players basically just go back with, without coming to the complete but then agreement. You, uh, then they wouldn't be signing any disclaimers or anything. Correct. If you sign a, you yes. know, I, I, I think it sounds bad that you say, uh, if we don't want you to, you know, if you get sick, you can't, uh, you know, that's your problem. But I don't think that's what they're saying. Their, their health care will still be in place. It's just that they can't sue them is what they're probably signing. And if I was Banford, I'd make them sign that too. So if he forced them to go back as well and, and they play 48 games, they're also, then the players aren't going to agree to the extra playoff teams. They can strip that out. It's going to be a mess regardless at this point. Well, uh, seventy some games would be kind of a farce, but it'd be something, you know. Oh, I take seventy four, some, forty-eight, forty-eight stupid. games you can't play. No, if you if you if that's it, then don't bother. Although um, I don't know, what do we have now? When what's the NHL waiting for? Why don't they tell us where they're going? They announced, I think, today phase two, so arenas are starting to yeah, open but up. The pods aren't because because you know what they're doing. You know what my guy Gary's doing? What, you think he's making very people bid for? It? No, I think he's fighting the union, but they're not leaking out every time they talk. That's what I don't get about baseball. Okay. Oh, Just okay. shut up until oh, you can tell us. How much you mean they're fighting yes, the union? The union's about what not. Gonna... That's not done. No, hockey's got a plan to come back, but they don't right. have an agreement to come back. Okay, yeah, because they sounded like they were out front on this thing. The because NBA, there was the NBA got the agreement before they made their announcement. Yes, yeah. Because they get along with their union. Yes. By the way, I told Judd this, uh, Declan, and now I've heard this secondhand, not directly, but I heard it from 
people in the editor business were saying this. The NBA, if you're, you know, if you're the New York Times or the, let's say, the Salt Lake City Tribune, you know, you the, got, desert, the Desert you got News, the Desert News, the Desert News, you got the team, and you want to be in the bubble, the NF, NA, NBA bubble, which means you can talk to players, cover games, yep. you'll be in their hotels, apparently, inside the bubble, 60,000. Who do you think is going to take them up on that 60, 000, one? 60,000, which is a little higher than the baseball writers' dues of 80 a year, I think. <laughs> it's a BBWAA. I don't know who's going to take them up on that one. But uh, you have newspapers who were trying to do their best to survive. Yeah, they're not. Who are now in a disastrous mode. And by the way, come on, Chicago Tribune, uh, we're... Uh, you know, you're laying off people, you're furloughing people, but we need sixty thousand if you want to cover these feisty bulls. Well, now can Glenn can Glenn get Chris Hine of the Star Tribune in since Glenn owns the Timberwolves? Uh, can Star Tribune uh, cut a deal? What would we possibly want to be there for? To watch the Timberwolves uh, teach them how to play defense? Just because you can. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, that's my. Uh, I claim that one that the Timberwolves have been invited to. Uh, Teach the other two twenty-two teams how to socially you know what, distance though? while playing defense. You just hit hit on post-pandemic. What I am really curious oh, to see gonna... access of those who don't already pay rights fees. Yes, ESPNs and Foxes of the world are fine. It's all over. It is all sports writing as we know it is all over. Sitting down, <laughs> if you can get somebody on a telephone, you might get a good interview, but. How many great interviews are done on the telephone? All great interviews are done looking at each other in the eye, watching the way the conversation is going. Yeah, actually talking to people. Yeah, talking to people, schmoozing them up, having them lead you someplace. And, you know, them either getting comfortable with you or telling you to get the hell out of there, one of the two. Yep. But getting comfortable with you, the great... The great interviews are long gone. They've been gone from the NFL for years because. Yeah. Uh, but, but what's the coverage of games now? Locker yeah. rooms? Are locker rooms going to go back to being open? I don't know. I think what we've discovered maybe at the Star Tribune is with the with the stuff we've been producing during this thing. Yep. That maybe there should be a big de-emphasis on game stories. You know, on on the routine game stories. I think all game stories in the future, at least for the major sports, should be like our Viking game story. You know, it's a analysis. It's a Twins insider, you know, or whatever you want it to be. But right. it's, you know, you don't have to say somebody hit a double but, with the bases loaded. No, no. But, Unless you want to write about that double with the bases loaded. My point is just simple access. That was that oh, yeah. was previously no, there and might not have been great, but it was there. But I, I guarantee you, we will rooms? not be in the clubhouses next spring. Yeah, I really would doubt it very seriously. They'll be bringing guys out of the dugout or something, which is then you end up with the gang interview. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to use the uh, term. With we the all press use. conference, yeah, yeah. With the, the but six, they, eight, they, they stick people. them at a table, basically six, eight, yeah. ten people. I yeah, think you're it's, right. it's all over. It's uh, it's like now covering Gopher basketball. Yes, when you have two guys sitting on the podium, and after the coach was in there, and nobody ever gets a good quote. 
from anybody. Mm-hmm. That's the new world we're going to be living in. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, that's, uh, you know, everything considered, I'd probably rather be 34 than 74, but, uh, because yeah. I'd still be drinking. But <laughs> I know but where you're going, I and I'm more I, here. I don't know why I agree with you. But the, but the, the golden, I. It wasn't the golden era of sports writing, but it certainly was a hell of a lot better era than we're ever going to live in here. You know, every year the cover, the ability to have good coverage gets worse, and this yeah. and this has now gone off the cliff. Every season, the Olsons would gather on their dock with all the weeds and muck. No one would go into the water except for neighbor Larry, who would stand in there to cool off amongst the thick weeds. Hey, neighbors, Larry! But this season, the Olsons dropped a few aquaside pellets into their lakefront. After just one application, the water was crystal clear and. Turns out, neighbor Larry is a free spirit and a fan of skinny dipping. Hey, neighbors. Oh, my. Who nude? Nude. Clear your lake or pond completely. Visit Aquaside.com. State permit may be required. And, as you say, the the ESPN pays right fees. The national guys get the news because the agents are beholden to them. And uh, also, you know, the, the... the teams are going to love the fact that they can give access to their websites and, and just spin the message completely. Yep. We're not, let's face it. Okay. I wrote about the 41 donut, right? <laughs> I saw your list of things the Star Tribune whiffed on in their memories. Yeah, right. Yeah. And uh, Captain Dynamite. Yeah. Which people loved. Bobby the Weasel suit. Which was a great, I love that one. And number three was 41 donut. They avoided that like it was herpes. The public did not want to read that one. Did it not get hits? Uh, no. But uh, Captain Dynamite one is yeah. a great. But the we got great quote. I was reading the stuff we had after that game. Yep. There were great quotes. I was standing next to Jason Seahorn when Angie Harmon came in and gave him a big kiss. Gave him really? a big smooch in her fur coat. Angie, when she's been outside on a modestly cold winter day in a fur coat with rosy cheeks, she looks pretty good walking into the uh, clubhouse to get locker room to give Jason C the handsome Jason Seahorn a big smooch because we were in about forty minutes and they let the wives in. Yep, and uh, I mean that's those days are over. Yes, yeah, I mean get walking in the clubhouse, which is a great scene. Yeah, right. And uh, with the quotes, Moss's quotes, there's these these great quotes from the Giants saying, one guy said, you know, I can't remember who it was. One of the guys saying, I don't get it. They just, they played us. They played to defend the run the whole game. They kept eight men in the box while we were throwing the ball to these rotten quarterbacks in front. You know, they they had Waswa and Robert Tate. Playing corner, and they they were geared up to start the run, stop the run, man. It was unbelievable. And and our one hope used to be in the locker room that an upset player might pop off, right? Yes. Like he, that's yeah. gone. That's gone because there will now be time to calm that guy down, so he'll think through and probably won't pop off. I think it was a day later, but it might have been that day because I wasn't in the Viking locker room, but but. Moss is quoted, I think it was the follow-up day, saying uh, Chris Carter was, I think, going to be a free agent, right? 
Yeah, yeah that was yeah. the end of the line. He says, Chris Part, Chris Carter's got to leave if he wants it. Chris Carter's, and he wasn't saying this like I don't want him here because right. even though that he's saying Chris Carter's got to leave because well, we're not going to win a Super Bowl here. Uh, he said, but Chris Carter, remember that? And he went on and on. Yes. You're not going to get that. No, no, and, that's gone. But yeah, I mean, it was, uh, you know, going on and on. He says, Dante and I, we're, we're, we're both going to win a Super Bowl. Just probably not here. <laughs> I remember, yes. <laughs> he says, oh, and Randy uh, got PO'd. It was great. Yeah. He says, and he said, he said, I'm going to win in my Super Bowl. Well, he played in two and never won one. But uh, he says, but, but it probably won't be here. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That was. Uh, oh, God. It was. I mean, that is a historic game in Viking history because it all came on apart. Mm-hmm. And, and it basically took. Even though they won that one playoff game in Green Bay, it took till '09 to put it back together again, mm-hmm. basically. And Denny was done from the moment he waddled off the floor, a field in uh, in East Rutherford that day. He coached 15 games the next right, year, but, but the whole thing fell apart. Yep. But it was uh, all those flaws. You forget when you look at that. You think, okay, they're in the NFC title game. They beat New Orleans right to get there and look pretty good, but. They were only eleven and five, and their defense had been weak yes. down the stretch. That was not a great year for the uh, conference. No, and uh, you you look at that team and you thought, how the you know how did they get that far? Because yep. their defense was terrible. Robert Griffith was the only decent defense. Uh, Tyrone Carter was starting at safety as a rookie, right? I think by I think the end of right. the year, yeah. anyway, they might have had a couple of injuries. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that team was. Uh, but I. We I thought going we were into convinced. that game, I didn't think th- that that team was that good. No, but they were two-point favorites. Yeah, that's remarkable. They were two-point favorites. With Terry Collins, right? And I remember Sid strutting in. I put that in the thing. Sid strutting in the middle of the week said, I've never seen a team so confident. I've never seen coaches. They think the Giants are ordinary. They're going to beat them by three touchdowns. You know, you know what that was? The kiss of death. Yes. That's the same and, kiss and of death. And even what he, you know, usually when he wrote something, as we always said, it was... Uh, uh, set up the loss, provide the ray of hope. Yep. Well, this that's the Sunday morning thing was bursting with optimism. I don't think he was there that day, though. He probably didn't travel by then. Might not have been he didn't because travel he, wasn't much by the, he wasn't in on the he wasn't in on the comedy show. He got on to spring training still, right? Yeah, but I don't remember him going to games by that point. He wasn't in on. Well, I think his spring training ended like late nineties too. Okay, but uh, he wasn't in on the comedy show and the. Uh, in the press box down at the Viking section. I mean, it turned into the comedy show into, with Seifert kicking here because you got Brzezinski and the boys well, right after a while. Him. But then, be eventually, by the third quarter, he was joining in. I mean, every and the TV guys who were usually reserved, Shaver and Rosen, and they were making clips <laughs> too. I mean, it pretty soon it turned into you know, and Powers was there saying funny things, and I was doing my best. And oh, Powers, that's when Brzezinski went. I ran into Brzezinski in the men's room at halftime, and he gave me hell. Oh, did he? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Ah, you got. You're not being very professional. I said, about as professional as your football team. <laughs> you know, he and I have never been. Uh, I don't think we got along too well before that, but I don't think I've ever talked to him since then. So. Anyway, those days are over. That's the point. Oh, seriously, yeah. that's that's all done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is. It's going in there and getting great quotes. No, you know. And there's the trouble. If you have Viking.com people in there and there's a great quote, 
they aren't going to use it. No, hell no. They're not going to use it. No. When there, are, there still might be great quotes, but they won't use them. No, yeah. no. And then, and then they'll bring out, my guess is like three or four players, like the Gophers yeah. do. Yeah, right. And you'll be able to talk to those guys. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you can request somebody else. And, and they'll the be guy closely can say, monitored. You can, you can request you know somebody funny? else. We, we saw, we, we've talked about this coming for a few years. What we never foresaw was a pandemic no. expedites it Expedite, by yeah. five to eight years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Easy. we're going to end up now next year where we thought we wouldn't be until mm-hmm. 2030 or something. Yeah, right. 25. It's a decade. Yeah. Yep. A decade. The pandemic. And yeah, it's uh, it, it's the greatest. To me, you know, obviously you throw in the uh, the racial component now that has ripped the country apart, has changed everything too, but uh, the uh, sports will never be the same, and at least for 10 years. I mean, financially, what's, oh, no. what is this whole, I was driving, I was downtown yesterday and drove by the, the, uh, the dome, mm-hmm. 1.15 billion. Mm-hmm. And the city of Minneapolis, when you throw in interest, is on the hook for like $600 million when you throw in you know, it's. I think they paid three, three something of it, and when you add it up over the years, upkeep and stuff. Yep, they got six hundred million invested in that thing. How the hell are they ever gonna? You know. Meanwhile, you don't want to have cops. Yeah. You know. You know. I mean. Meanwhile, you you're gonna create a whole new police force. Where are you gonna get the money? I have no idea. Yeah. But yeah, and and my question is, what sports, especially. In this town, for instance, what sports are people going to go back to? Because you can, could, but you can't buy if if you were a corporation and you had Twins tickets, let's say, and yeah. Vikings tickets. Yeah. I think the Vikings are fine, but and Wild tickets, you ain't going back to all three, right? And no, and but by, by the way, our Ma and Pa in in Woodbury in position to keep their Wild tickets now. Well, that's true. How many? You know what? You, you know a lot of executives now. You know, I know people who, uh, you know, have good jobs, but they're making, they were cut to like 60%. Yeah. You know, 70%. Right. And that ain't coming back the day that uh, we declare an hour, the day we get a vaccine. Right. You know, that's coming back. Ooh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's. Uh, so are you buying tickets? I don't think so. No, they, they, they are going to have to. I think maybe not the NFL. Though I don't, I think the Vikings are too arrogant. To change, but they're all going to have to enjoy uh, to adjust their price structure, don't you think? Yes. I mean, you can't you can't keep charging here. you can't keep charging twelve bucks for a beer, right? Thirteen bucks for a beer. You can't. You got to or tickets, you, Pat? You, yeah, and yeah, regular tickets. season tickets. Yes. Yeah, and we've talked about the Gophers. In fact, okay. By the way, come back to our football games. Are you still going to try to get them to give you? $750 a seat for your scholarship fund, which you probably need more than you've ever needed. Right. No, I, don't know. I think college sports are going to be unrecognizable. But the Wolves, for instance, the Wolves Jeez. aren't going to play for nine months. No. The Wolves are off the sports yes. collective radar completely, right? Yeah, and Reavers and I were actually just talking about this. In baseball, they should be playing now yep. and have it to themselves. Yes. But by the time they get started... They're going to be fighting everybody else for attention, and well, the NFL yeah. will be coming up, and nobody will give a damn. 
You know, you were going to get, you were going to be on FSN on June 10th, getting a 18 share. Yes. Now you're going to be getting two. Yep. You know, it's, uh, they, they screwed it up bad. And what they're doing to the minor leagues, what they're doing with the draft, they're killing the, they're killing the grassroots of the game. Yep. They're, uh, oh, Baffert's down and determined to do that. They have, uh, I, I told Reavers this today. The NFL owners are an evil, ruthless cabal. Some of the worst human beings on the planet. Baseball's trying to equal that. They now have all these profiteers, the guys that I don't put the poll ads in that class. They're paying, you know, they're paying, trying to pay people. Yeah. But they got, Manfred is creating this same kind of power structure with his owners. These guys that only care about uh, whether they're going to make money or not. Manfred's trying to turn this into a, not certainly as profitable as the NFL, but an NFL style business. Keep down costs. Keep down the manpower yep. and uh, build profits to its highest level. And how does he not realize, though, at least the football people are operating with this gigantic product that people do want. Yes. That's the thing about baseball that I don't get. They're, they're haughty without a product to be haughty about. Yeah. Well, they were, I think, I actually, until the Astros thing started, I thought they had a good year last year and were... I thought they were coming back a little bit, you know, in, in the public mentality. Maybe it's just because it was here, you know. Right. But uh, I thought they were making a nice comeback, and they have stopped completely. This but is they, a disaster. They were, they were in position to take advantage of the NFL long-term really suffering from the fact that there's not a pair of parents in the suburbs of the Twin Cities who wants to let their kids play football, mm-hmm. you know. That the 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 grassroots of football is shrinking was shrinking down to nothing, and long term that's got to hurt you. But baseball now is, uh, you know, failed to take advantage of that for sure. Well, and this draft is a complete joke. What? Oh, it is five rounds and, yeah. and then twenty five thousand dollars for yeah, kids. They're not going to sign. Nobody is any good's going to sign. No. no, it's uh, it's you know, the only guys who are going to sign. For twenty five thousand, we're going to be twenty eighth, right? Twenty ninth, thirtieth round draft choices, right? You know, yeah, it's brutal. Why? Why five rounds? Why not twenty? I don't know. Why not half of it? I don't know. You know, and sign them to contracts that you owe them. You know, pay them half. I'll pay you half this year, next half next year. Ba- you know? Baseball is is using the pandemic to ruin itself. Yes, this it has is. nothing to do w- with the actual pandemic. No, it's Manfred's. got everything to do with they are seeing an opportunity to ruin to ruin the player association. But what they're doing is completely screwing themselves. And I don't think Manfred cares. Oh no, he wants to be he wants to be Goodell. He wants to squeeze yeah. every nickel. Yeah, but possible. Goodell has Goodell can do that. Yeah, well, he he's in position to do well, that. He's got because he a he's got he's got a cowering union because yes. he's got he got an average lifespan of a player three years. So. Yep. They can't, you know, they can't sit out. So he's got, they get football has great advantages, but long-term, I still think they're in trouble. Before this dome is paid off, they were, we might not have an NFL, I think. You think so? Yes. Unless you're, 
you know, unless you're going to be all poverty-stricken black kids from the South, you're not, you know, that's... Uh, it's the, the the game is dying in the grassroots, Cattle. dying in the grassroots. I mean, Eden Prairie, you know, it's got like 90 kids out for football right. instead of 200, you know. Right. Last thing. Are we going to be playing amateur baseball in the state of Minnesota before long? January, the weekend of January, not this weekend because June? the cowering SOBs, uh, I don't know what they're waiting for. But I would say uh, the weekend after next, June twentieth, that that weekend. Now, can they start? Can they play? They can't play right now, or they could play. They can't play it, but they're playing in South Dakota. Okay, they're going. Even though the guidelines say you're not supposed to play in state or out state, yeah, well, they're playing it. Teams on the border. They're playing it. The Brookings Cubs had fifteen Minnesota teams trying to play them each of the last two weekends. They're playing in uh, Wisconsin. They're playing on the Iowa border, and they're playing in Fargo. Okay, but uh, yeah, they're ready. They're already. If you tell them play, they right? can play on Monday, there'll be games on Wednesday. Okay, it just makes no sense why they're not. No. baseball. You you can play baseball. Big Island Reavers told me this. He drove by in a boat yesterday. You got twelve hundred people out there in boats. And they aren't socially distancing, but we can't have 150. Listen. We can't have 150 people sitting in Delano watching a ball game. What is wrong with you, morons? I'm sure it's all sanitary at Big Island. Okay. Yeah, yeah, right. Except for the occasional feces that ends up in the lake. <laughs> yeah, let's. That that big investigation hey. we had last year is why why was the E. coli in the water? Why, why did, I could have solved that one. You didn't need Offerman or Opperman for that one. Why why did we cancel the Legion season two? That's the one I don't. Why didn't they just wait on that one? I have no idea. They they canceled it six weeks ago. I know they did. That's what I don't understand. You know, there's Legion teams playing. They're they're like, just not yeah, Legion teams. They, yeah, they're not Legion, but they were. They've, they've been formed and stuff, but it's that's it's, that's what I'm talking about. The grassroots of baseball, five rounds of the draft. You're leaving three. You're leaving four hundred kids, guys, the young guys that would be playing baseball. You're throwing them to the out, and you got grassroots, no legion, no nothing. You're you're killing yourselves. Yeah. Unbelievable. All right, we're done, sir. All righty. Talk to you next week. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, bet online for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. 
BetOnline, where the game starts.